0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. We got our dear friend, our Bernadina Janet Serrano Gomez. And last time we dropped off, we were talking about how she met her husband, Adrian, how Adrian was involved in her life. So, so Janet, let's, let's go, let's talk about what that meant to you as this man is trying to include your daughter in your life. Do you feel like butterflies or do you feel nervous that he's so adamant of talking to your daughter? Like, how do you feel?
1: I was, I had butterflies because it was, it was something different and new. It was something I never had. So I had someone who wanted to be involved in my life, not just with me, but with my child and not just us, but my family as well. Like he was so adamant about being around everyone, getting to know everyone constantly like, okay, like if we made plans, like it was always like, "Let's go do this with your family. He never had an issue with anything I did, like he never had an issue if I went to the store with my family like he it he was, was jealous, yeah, he was just so it he was just so great, and um so you know at i I was also you know nervous because it was like. I'm very protective of my kid. This is my kid. like this is my everything. like how am I I was nervous because I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to also let him step into like that dad role, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I was a little nervous. like do I let him step into that dad role, or do I not? because this is my baby and I don't want anybody to hurt her. and I just didn't want her to get attached to someone. And they leave, you know, like, I didn't want her to, you know, get hurt in that way.
0: And that's, that's, I think that is, when you talk about this, this topic, I think that's what a lot of women that have children go through about what's it like trusting a guy? When is the right time to introduce them to your baby? And you kind of just came as a package deal.
1: Yeah.
0: Package deal. Do you think it's because of the town that you guys are in? You know what I mean. This is like a this is like the stories you're telling me are like small town stories, where the small town boy meets the the pretty new girl, and then they, he he wants the family. Like walk us through his first interactions with Junie, Mom, Fina, and and uh, Carmen. What's that like?
1: So, uh, when I invited him over to my mom's for the first time. My mom was very open, and you know she's very like, "Oh, nice to meet you and you know she's a first impression person, mm-hmm. and she introduced herself, he introduced himself, but he was so quiet, and she kept asking me, "What's wrong with this boy <laughs> and quiet, I was
0: like, like nervous like,
1: he just was a quiet person, he didn't really talk that much, and my dad, like you know being Junie he he introduced himself and he talked to him asked what he did and he you know military stuff so then they they talk about the military because you know he's in the military oh and, he was. yes yeah, so he's in okay. the military and you know they get to their conversation and stuff and my mom had told him like if you don't start talking <laughs> then don't come over here <laughs>
0: She said that. When did your mom get so bold, right? She used to be so quiet. I know.
1: She got, she got bold real, like, I don't even know. I think after the whole Jasmine and her dad situation, I think she got a little more bold because I wasn't that bold. Because she felt like she had to do it for me.
0: But, um,
1: after that, my, you know. Was he nervous when
0: she said that? How did she say that? Did she like say it out loud? Was everybody looking at it like a mom? Like what
1: yeah. She yeah, she said it to him.
0: She was protective, though. You got to, like, take it, like, even though, like, Junie, I felt like your mom was, like, the lioness as well, right?
1: Yeah. So I literally was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then he was like, okay, like, okay, I'll talk more. Like, he didn't know. But I think what made her fall in love with him, so it's because he eats. (laughs) And you know how Puerto Rican moms are. They love when a person can eat sure do (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) so he talked he talked with his mouth pretty much
1: yeah so she she would feed him he would eat and then she would be like do you want more and he would be like yeah and he could eat like he ate he ate a lot like at this point like i didn't even know where it went like he had hollow leg i guess hollow leg But, um, so that was when he met my parents. And then after that, my mom started, you know, adjusting to him, warming up to him. He started talking more, started conversating with my mom more. Like he talked with my dad, but I think he wanted my mom to accept him. So he put, you know, conversated with her. Um, when he met Carmen, Carmen is just Carmen. So, you know, she's just like, Hey, nice to meet you. You know, how are you? Tough
0: one or not tough?
1: She's not the tough one. She's just like, hey, how are you? Okay. And then introduce herself. And then she's like, all right. And she'll look at me. and She'll put, give me thumbs up or thumbs down.
0: <laughs> what branch, what <laughs> branch is um, Adrian in?
1: Uh, he was in the Air Force. And then he crossed okay. over to Army.
0: So your dad's probably excited because he's like, he's talking to a fellow Air Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your job, got yeah. good health benefits. So everyone's happy. They're like, kind of like, let's get this thing going.
1: Yeah, so they were like, "Okay, this will be good." And then Fina was the tough one, cause you know, Fina is, you know, she.
0: I'm a bear.
1: She drilled him like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> like she drilled him to the bone, and she didn't do it in front of anybody. She she did it to the side, and I already knew she would. Mm-hmm. But she pretty much told him like, "I protect my sister, and if you hurt her, I'll hurt you." And what are your intentions with her? And this and that. And like she went on and on. And he answered her. He wasn't like, he just was like, you know, told him his intentions. And she goes, because you know she has a kid. So don't be in her life if you don't plan on sticking around and this and that. Right. She goes, if you're gonna be serious with her, be serious. Don't play around because she does have a kid and it's very important that you just don't try and be in her life and then leave like that if that's what your goal is. This is all within the first two months of dating? So this is within the first couple of months of dating. Jesus Christ. If he didn't go enough through
0: it. that's a lot, right? That is a lot of man, right? The first month, golly, drilled by five different people.
1: But you know what's so funny? You would think, like, after someone gets drilled like that, you would think, like, okay, I got to go. Like, this isn't for me. He, like, he took it pretty good. He he took it pretty pretty well, um, so I guess after meeting them, that's when everything started gradually growing. Uh, we get to a point that we're dating, and his lease is about to be up, and he asks me if I'll move
0: in with him. Timeout. Let's let's back that up. Let's let's back (laughs) it up a little bit. Let's go ahead and uh back that up. Back that up. I have notes. So I'm right, like don't don't think I'm distracted. I'm like writing notes to make sure that I'm following on the story because I got the story. So within these first three months of you family just grilling him, like barbecue grill, tater tots, everything else. He goes, My lease is up. Let's move together. This is like six months (laughs) within dating.
1: So we're dating. So Lisa thought, okay, so.
0: This is about seven months in.
1: This is about, yeah, about six months in. Yeah, not even. Because his lease was up in October. I remember this. In October. And he said, he goes, I will renew my lease for the apartment if you don't want to move in with me. If you want to move in together, he goes, Would you move in with me if I got another place? And I was like, so scared, but I said yes, and I was like, what, like, in my head, I'm like, what am I doing, I haven't even been dating this dude a year, like, we're moving in together, so he found this two, two two-bedroom townhouse, and I remember when he moved all his stuff in there, Mm -hmm. I literally moved one underwear in there one Mm -hmm. pair of socks
0: so you get back.
1: (laughs) one outfit a pajama for the first time and I slowly moved little things in there because I was so nervous still I was still so scared and he looked at me he was like do you need me to help you like move your stuff in here I was like I'm doing it slowly (laughs) 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 and he was like as slow as one pair of everything in here like what are we doing I, I was like, I'm too. just really scared. And so, he at that point he reassured me, like you know, everything will be okay. Like this is new for him too. Like he's it's new because he's dating someone he hasn't dated, and then I have a kid, so it's new for him. So he said it's new for him, just like it's new for me.
0: Are so he, is he older than you?
1: He is a year younger than me.
0: Yeah, so that's a man right there. So You're twenty six, twenty five, twenty six, right? So, or you're 24. 24, oh, right. st- yeah. He's
1: 23. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot for a 23 year old. Yeah, so
0: we, um, but we this is it. Spanish love. Spanish love is young, it's like that. You know what I mean? Y'all don't play around. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really, yeah, bang, bang, boom, boom. You know what I mean? That's what my lady's <laughs> Spanish too. So, we know her nickname. My phone's boom, boom, bang, bang. <laughs> When we first <laughs> met each other, it was, it was immediate, you know what I mean? I was like, why don't you just come back? Right now? Yeah, come on. Why not? Aw. <laughs> Our first date, we went to, we watched the Avengers movie. We watched the Avengers. Aww. I took her to the matinee because a lot of dudes sleep on the matinee. There's still daylight out. Why go at night? You know what I mean? That cancels half the day. We did the matinee, yeah. and then after that, I was like, hey, you want to go to Disney World? She's like, yeah. And then we went to Disney World. And then I put my tongue in her throat when the fireworks went off. And I said, "Yep, yeah, that's still the deal.
1: And that was that you hooked her.
0: <laughs> Line sink. You know what I mean? Throw it in there.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's
0: 23. Yeah, man, is a young man, too. I was 23, too. So I understand. So I, I understand that. Minus the children. But so he's yeah. 23 and he moves you in. Yeah. What's the first dinner like? What's the first night like? What does Jazzy have a room, too? Where's...
1: Yes, she has her own room.
0: Oh, that's nice
1: and it was really sweet because as I only move in like you know my one set of everything he he went and decorated her whole room for me wow so not like she has a whole bedroom set he went and got for her he sets it up with like pink stuff in there he gets her like little princess stuff like everything is princess at this point so we got like princess sheets and stuff like that and like he set up everything for her like she had her own everything and I was really nice because I I've never had anybody buy her anything except my parents and me like Mm -hmm. her dad never got her anything and so for this man to just go out of his way and just buy her a whole bedroom set set up her whole room for me it was it was so sweet
0: who said I love you first he did did. okay he did
1: and at first I was a little taken back because I was like oh like do I feel this way Mm. but then I was just like you know what yeah like I really like him so much and so I said it back but then you know it was like once I said that back like I felt like it opened up a whole new world for me with him So now that I said, I love you, it just, for me, it was a little more in depth of like more emotion that I was opening up myself to. And it was nice.
0: So we're 23. He's you're 24. He's 23. We move in. Where, where does, how long are you guys together? How long does we do we stay together? Like, Four total? Years. Total, yeah, in total. No, when do we get engaged? When does that happen? Because everything is oh. fast. You know what I mean? Because you're not even engaged yet. You're just like, F it, take my kid, let's move in, let's do it. You know what I mean? And sometimes yes. I think that small, small towns. Is he from a small town? Where's he originally from?
1: He is from El Paso, Texas.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a small town. <laughs>
1: yeah. That
0: is a small freaking town.
1: Yeah. So, um,. At this point, he's helping me with Jasmine. You know, we get ready. It's around, you know. I'm thinking, like, it's very common to ask someone to get married, like, on New Year's. Like, I didn't expect anything because I just didn't. But my birthday, he asked me to marry him.
0: And Janet just had her birthday, June twenty.
1: And I just had a birthday. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. I was so, the first one with shabby birthday.
1: You, you were actually. You were.
0: I am. I got a good memory. I have a memory of a whale.
1: That's good. That's not very big, is it?
0: Uh, you know, yeah, whales remember everything. All right, elephants. Excuse uh, me. Oh, elephants. Excuse me. I got the wrong animal. Uh, an elephant. You know, elephants still remember their grandparents.
1: Oh my gosh, I love I elephants. Too. Let me tell you it's something. So funny. So funny.
0: Let me tell you something. This is a true story. It's sad, but it's true. Elephants remember their grandparents. When they first go to the zoos, they cry out. They're crying. When you see them rub against her, they cry for their grandparents. Aww. Yeah, I used to work in. When I worked at Disney World, remember when I told you I worked at Disney World? I was back in classes, and we just learned a lot about elephants. I was like, what's wrong? They're like, he misses his grandparents. And they're like, please don't share that information with the guests. But it was too late. I already it. <laughs> it. was too late. <laughs> that was the coolest thing I ever heard. I was like, they can remember their grandparents. So. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: So what, what does his parents think about that? Because, you know, he's from a Mexican household. So what do they feel about him going down to Florida? He's in the military. And the first girl he meets, he decides to move her in. And she has a child. What does his mom say when you meet them? Well, just before the engagement, because I know he has to talk to his family about engagements and stuff like that, or he's just like all dived in. Yeah, so all-
1: I remember um, he, uh, I guess he had told his dad about it, like he wanted to ask me to marry him, and his dad, and my he, this is his stepdad, so as I grew up, like with my stepdad, he grew up with a stepdad as well, his dad left when he was young as right. well. Um, his stepdad had told him, you know, is this what you really want? You need to make sure that this is it, like all of that. And I, he told him that it was, and then he asked my, um, my dad, and you know, my dad says yes. At this point, his mom, she's a typical Mexican mom. So, um, that's her baby that's her baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like, you know, sometimes a lot of the time I felt like she didn't like me and there and she didn't. I mean, I'm not going to say she did because she didn't like me. And um it was just because, you know, I had a kid and I probably she didn't think I was probably good enough for her child. Mm-hmm. And that was her baby and she didn't want her baby marrying someone with a kid. So
0: what were the interactions as, when you guys met each other? Was it just highs or was it, how do they, how do they so, the first time
1: so the first time I met her, I went home with him for Christmas oh, wow. and it was kind of rough because I, I went through a lot with him, like as sweet as he was, like I went through a lot with him in the dating phase before like the, the getting engaged in marriage, like he was talking to other females and this and that, but it was just well, like,
0: let's, let's unpack that. You know, that's said nothing to gloss over. So before you guys get engaged, are you, is he talking to other females as you're living in his house or he's talking to other females before you live in the house? Like when does that, how does that go? So both, how do you find So
1: before thing? I move in with I find out the first time because he was looking through his, like, you know, Jasmine, she's one of, like, she's like, oh, can I see your pictures? Like, you know, she's little, she wants to see pictures. And he's going through and there's pictures of these girls. And, you know, she's like, who is that? And, you know, it made me a little upset. And to find out it was one of his ex girlfriends and he was still talking to her. And then he told me, like, you know, she's my ex-girlfriend like i are not gonna talk to her and i was just like but you shouldn't even be talking to anybody while we're like in this point of time because you know i have a kid and i did explain to you like it is very important if you're gonna be committed and if you're gonna be you know like it is
0: and he was like
1: you know so there was that and then i went home with him for christmas and at this time you know we're moved in together and I go home with him. And it's just me. I didn't take Jasmine because I wasn't, you know, ready to go that far with her yet. And I met his mom. His mom was nice to me, but she was very standoffish. So uh, at this time, you know, like. Standoffish,
0: like what? Smiling, but like, hmm, like that.
1: Yeah, hi, like, okay. And then go and walk away. And like, conversation was always with him. And I just felt like I was just there. Like I would try to conversate with her, but it's like she was very short with me. So I just I stopped trying.
0: Stop trying to connect with her.
1: Yeah. I stopped trying to conversate and like try to be like nice and stuff. Like I just waited to the day that we left. But while I was there visiting, um I found out another girl who was writing him and She, you know, was like, you know, I can't wait to, like, come and visit you, this and that, and stuff like that. And, you know, at this point in time, you know, your text messages pop up on your phone, and they're not, like, in private, and you can see everything someone's saying. I'm going to look at your phone. Like, at that point, like, I'm dating you. I live with you. Like, we're, you know, you took me home for Christmas. Like, what is this?
0: Right, there's no past. And I remember...
1: Yeah, and I remember asking him and you know he was said you know, he was very apologetic about it and he like re like he reassured me that like you know he was gonna change, he's not gonna do anything, and I give him that chance because I'm just like, you know, why not? I believe people can change and I really, really just he was just so nice to me, he was so good at this point, like I was just I just didn't want anything to mess it up, and I had asked him like if I'm doing anything, please talk to me like let me know if I can change anything like you know I just didn't want I just didn't want it to be my fault, I guess because I'm so used to feeling like everything is my fault, I didn't want something else to be my fault Wow, so um at this point, he you know reassured me. He always let me have his phone after this. Like, it was like, we were at a good point. We were going back and I was starting to trust him again. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the point where he asked me to marry him.
0: Let's, let's, let's just not gloss that over. Uh, How does he ask you to marry him? Is it in public? Is it private? What type of person are you? Does he make a speech? Does he walk us through that engagement?
1: So we go to Longhorn.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) How close. <laughs> <laughs> this is some Southern stuff, so, right? Here.
1: So we go to Longhorn's. It's my all-time favorite restaurant, and he knew that. So he took me there for my birthday with Jasmine. Uh-huh. And he had the manager there ready, set up everything. He, you know he kept getting up like he was like sweating and I was thinking like oh my god are you okay he kept going to the bathroom I was like you have diarrhea like what's wrong with you like I couldn't like figure it out and then like he comes and sits down they bring me this cake that stampede cake with like strawberry like jelly wrote on the plate like they wrote will you marry me and I was like I looked at it and I was like what and so I read it again and I says, will you marry me? And I'm all like looking, and I'm looking for him because he's not even in front of me at this time. And when I look to the side, everybody's staring at me and he's on one knee. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at him and I was just like, am I getting punked right now? Like, and he was just like, he was like, I love you so much, will you marry me? And I was thinking like, is that all you have to say? Like, <laughs>
0: What did Jasmine do? What? How old was she? Like three.
1: Yeah, she was about three at this time. She just and, like clapping uh, and stuff. She was smiling, and I looked at him, and I said, "No, I will not." And he pulled the ring back. Jesus. Christ. And he was like, "And I was like, I'm just kidding. Yes, like I was joking." <laughs> <laughs> so he gets up, and you know they're taking pictures, and it was so like. It was so nice and sweet. It was so simple. And I like that because I'm just, I like simple stuff. And he, I said, I was wondering why you kept getting up so much. You looked like you were sick or something. He goes, I was so nervous. He goes, I had a whole speech planned in my head. He goes, but nothing came out except those two lines. He goes, but I had a whole speech. And I was like, did you get nervous? He goes, yeah. He goes, you still like. I was like, "Well, why?" He goes, "I don't know. I just you make me nervous." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we so, so we're engaged, right? What does your family mm-hmm. say? Everyone's happy, Fina, Carmen, Junie, Mom. Mom's happy.
1: Yeah. So everybody's excited. I go home. They already knew. So when I get home, they're all waiting at the door and they're like all like smiling and they gave me a hug and like, congratulations. They gave him a hug and said, welcome to the family. Like it was so nice. Cause then at this point I was like, I felt at ease for the moment. Right. Cause I was like, I have a family. I'm going to have a husband. I have my daughter. I have someone that's going to be in her life to help me with her. Like, Mm. you know, I was just like, I felt like at this point everything was starting to fall into place for me, the way things should be falling into place, and um, so it was nice. And
0: where where do you guys get married?
1: So we got married at the courthouse.
0: Okay, cool. So immediately, we got, or did you wait a while?
1: So we got married a month later.
0: Ali, wow, y'all weren't playing any games.
1: So we got There's married.
0: No started kicking it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we got married July fifteenth of two thousand
0: thirteen. You met two thousand twelve. You guys got married and engaged by two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Wow, that's so. Like I said, to say, that's hyperbolic time chamber right there. That's Gohan inside that hyperbolic time chamber. But you know what, when things are fast, when you know, you know, you know?
1: Like, Mm -hmm. I would never
0: tell anybody. When people tell me, like, we fell in love fast, I was like, I get it. I freaking get it. Like, it happens. I think, especially people like us that lived around the world, when you know you want something, you want something. I talk to Garrett all the time. I was like, no, Garrett, there's nothing wrong feeling like that, man. We're just aliens. Yeah. (laughs) So, marriage. Who comes to the wedding? Everybody comes?
1: Just, um, so we did at the courthouse. So. Our best friend, Marquez, comes in as his, uh, his man, and I have Carmen there and my mom and Jasmine.
0: Where's dad at? Why is dad not there?
1: Um, dad is working.
0: Okay, got it.
1: So, and then at this point, I think uh, my older sister is back in New York at this time, so. Okay. So, we do it quick. We get married. We leave. We're like, okay, we're married. Okay. Done. Following at the end of that month, we get orders to Texas.
0: Hey, what part of Texas? San Antonio?
1: San Antonio.
0: Thanks. So you ran into all the all the old people then.
1: I have. I ran into Isaac and, you know, You're Jay Reese and all of them. And
0: Out to those boys. Yep.
1: All those
0: boys. He just wrote me, Isaac did.
1: Huh?
0: Isaac just wrote me. Isaac did. He just wrote me a message about the lettuce. That's a little thing. Oh. To say.
1: <laughs> it was so funny when I saw him too. Oh wow. Well.
0: Looks the same, right? Like, Completely the same. Yes. Freaking same.
1: Completely.
0: How does how does how does that like going to Texas with your husband? How does he feel like your old friends? Because sometimes when people don't know the bond that people have from another place. How does he feel about that? Is he cool with it? Or is he happy that you have friends already in a different place? I mean,
1: he, he's fine. Like he, he never had a problem with me having any friends, even like, like there was like, I ran into Isaac quite a few times, actually, when we were there. And, you know, the first time I ran into him, I was like, holy sh!" you know, like, holy crap. Like, how are you? And I was like, this is my like husband. And he was like, Hey, how are you? I said, "We you go back to Japan times? <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like he was always so like supportive. That's good. With a lot of the stuff. That I, yeah. With a lot of it, things actually.
0: That had to be um, such, a, such a comfort going to a place where you have so much family there, you know?
1: Yeah. So When we moved, it was more nerve-wracking for me because I was leaving my family.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And I had nobody. And he had all his family there. Like, they're spread out through Texas. And and so it was like I was leaving my world to go into his world.
0: Got it. I got it. I got it now.
1: And so it was hard for me at first because, you know, I was like, man, like, I don't know anybody until I ran into Isaac and I was like, holy crap. Like, you know, then I, I seen that he was there and then I, I didn't work yet. And then, so, you know, Jasmine going to school, I had to make sure my job, like the job that I got, like, uh, wrapped around like her schooling time. Like I would get off when she got out of school. Like it was really like,
0: it was tough. It was tough. It was tough. So when, so when, when do the good times become all right times? Like does Texas put a strain on the relationship or does being away from your family put a strain on the relationship? What's that strain? Because you are like the meme queen. You know what I mean? Like when you throw these memes out, I'm like, Holy F, I don't know who she's talking about, but this is some shade coming from another place. Yeah. So when you say make sure you treat your wife, like your girlfriend, like, is that like, Speaking from experience, or are you just saying that in general?
1: Um, Experience, like you always, I feel like personally, you should always treat somebody like you don't have them, Mm -hmm. regardless if you do.
0: And the reason why I say
1: that is because when somebody stops treating you, when someone starts treating you like they have you, they stop doing the important things. They stop spending time with you. They stop, you know doing the little surprises or they stop like, you know, sending you those small little texts that mean everything to you. Like they just stop doing that. And that's why I say it's very important. That's why when you ask me for advice, it's very important that you don't ever treat someone like you have them. You always wanna keep trying. Like you don't have them because somebody, once you stop doing those things, somebody that will do those things for that person will come on in and take them away. So for me, being away from home and not having family was a strain for me. Mm -hmm. But I felt like, you know, I still had him. So I had, I still had family. I had him Mm -hmm. and I have my daughter. So I was okay. And in that aspect, but I think what happened was when, when people start, like, I mean, I don't even know how to like. But, you know, when people start doing things behind your back or doing, like, little things that they feel like they need to hide, then they stop doing the things that are really important for the person they're actually with.
0: Give me an example. So,
1: so like, for instance, he used to always send me, like, cute little texts. He would leave for work before me. He would write me a text message, like, good morning. I love you. I hope you have a good day or like send me like little quotes through the day so when I do get to go to my phone like I had something from him. Right. You know, little little quotes for me from him were everything to me. And then I stopped getting those. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped getting those, I would start questioning what's going on. And he goes, nothing, I'm just, you know, like, I'm all, you know, I'm tired or like, it was always like the, I'm tired or I'm just really busy at work or this and that. Or like, I'm going to go to the gym when in reality you were going to someone else's house or like, in reality, you weren't tired. You were just too busy talking to somebody else. Like,
0: did you blame yourself?
1: I did. I started to think it was me Mm. and, and I started asking him, you know, am I doing something, like, wrong? Like, is there, like, anything you want to talk about? Like, do I need to change? Like, I constantly ask that. Constantly. Wow. And he always just kept telling me the same thing, like, no, it's not you. You're fine. Like, like, stop. Like, it's okay. Like, it's not you. You're fine. Like, okay. And, you know, I was like, okay. Like, we're okay. Maybe he's just having, like, a long day. It's a bad day. Whatever the case may be. But... When I first moved to Texas and I found out the first time he cheated on me, it was with his ex-girlfriend, who I had questions about before because he told me it was his cousin. So I'm thinking, like, this girl he's talking to is his cousin. Like, okay, not, well,
0: not to make jokes, but some some people do date their cousins, you know. I know. Yes, I do know. <laughs> In Texas, you never know what happens out there.
1: That is true, but um.
0: That's effed up. You know, that's but you feel betrayed, or what do you feel?
1: So when I find out, I ask him about it because at this point he doesn't think I'm studying online, and the iPad is his phone is backed up to his iPad, and I'm on the iPad. So whenever he got a text message, it would pop up on the iPad. And so when I saw that, like,
0: well, Apple has no, have you
1: ever, huh?
0: I said, Apple has no loyalty to nobody.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. But at this point, when I saw like the conversation of, have you ever cheated on your wife before?
0: Like,
1: what? And he wrote back, no. And at this point, I'm done doing my work. I'm going to open up this message and see what y'all are conversating about. So he cheated on me. Um, I asked him about it. I took screenshots of it because if he deleted it, I wanted it to be known. like, no, you're lying. And he told me he didn't. And I was like, are you sure you don't have anything to tell me? And he was like, I promise I don't. I was like, have you cheated on me? And he said, no, I haven't. I promise I would never do that. And I was like, okay. So are you sure you don't want to rephrase that answer? And he said, no. So when I opened up all the screenshots and I was like flipping through it and I said, are you sure you didn't cheat on me with your cousin, Sally? And he was just like, he looked like he saw a ghost. Like he, he went like blank, flush color. Like he didn't know what to say to me. And at this point I felt like someone literally stabbed me and like just kept doing it over and over again like it was just it broke my heart so I think at that point I was like like what do I do like do I stay with this man or do I go back home like I have a kid and I built my life and he was like please don't leave me. Like, please don't leave me. And like, so at this point, yeah, he kept asking me not to leave him. So I said, I can't trust you to do anything. Like we're going to have to go to counseling at this point. We have to like, you got to fix whatever it is. And, and I still at this point kept thinking it was myself. I was like, why did you cheat on me? Like, what did I do wrong? And he kept saying, it wasn't you. It was me. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Like. Well, obviously it has to be me because, or you wouldn't be looking somewhere else. And I really just didn't understand because he would not tell me, like he just kept saying it wasn't me. So we went to counseling at this point. I'm a paranoid, like I'm so paranoid everything that he does. I was like questioning it and I felt like I was stressing myself out trying to like Make sure I knew what he was doing 24-7. Make sure you're really at work. Show me you're at work. Like, you better take a picture of you at work right now. If I FaceTime you, you better answer that phone. Like, it was, like, it got really bad. Like, it was so bad. Like, I wasn't eating again. Oh. I stopped eating. I was so, like, I was just so nervous and upset all the time. And... At this point, like, all I can think is, like, I have a kid to take care of and I'm dealing with this. Like, I should be able to, right now, enjoy my life, be happy. Like, this is what, you know, getting married is supposed to be about. Right. But it really, like, people say, like, you know, marriage changes a lot of things. It does. But I feel like if you want your marriage to work and the only things that are going to change about you guys is the adjustments you have to make with each other. Like the love with someone, the way you are with someone should never be changed. I just, you know, I just, at this point, like we're going to counseling I'm paranoid and I, I have to work on trusting him again and we have to get to a point again. and. I give him another chance and we get to another good spot another good spot where it's like he can go like his friend wanted him to go play pool or something i was like yeah go ahead like i was so confident in him right. and then i pick up um he starts talking to another girl some random girl i guess and at this point i had picked up the dancing for go go dancing for texas yes and he didn't want me to do it but at the same time when i found out he was talking to another girl i was like no like you're going to see what it feels like for someone
0: to talk to me all the time to
1: give to talk to me all the time give me attention that you should be getting like and I always explained to him, like, I don't want attention from somebody else. I want attention from you. I want everything from you. So I don't see, like, where I'm going wrong with you. It's just that he just had bad habits. And so the first time I went dancing, he didn't want me to do it. And I took his phone because I said, You're not going to have your phone while you're here. Like, you're going to be standing right over here and you're not going to do anything because, like, I want you to visually see what it's like for somebody else to come and talk to me the way that you know you talk to girls when when they did it made him upset like you had to walk
0: over and try to pull you off or
1: he just like looked at me like what are you doing and I was just like do you see what I'm talking about like I wasn't playing around with him I said do you see how he's talking to me if I wanted to I could go and take him home if I wanted to, I could go and take anybody home. I was like, but you see that I don't engage him in the way that he is engaging in me. Like, I'm very like.
0: You're loyal, like, loyal. To this yeah,
1: guy. I'm still loyal to this man who doesn't want to be loyal to me. So, Do
0: you think I it's it was just the thrill of not, of the thrill of doing something you're not supposed to. Do you think like he still loves you, but he just wanted to see? How much he can get away with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't doubt that he didn't love me, but I do think because, I do think because of the way that he was like mentality wise, I guess he was a very insecure person and he never, you know, he's always been, I guess, cheated on. So I guess for him, he just didn't want something like that to happen to him. Right and you know and i guess when somebody i guess he wasn't used to the way that i was with him i was always like you know you are so handsome like you're sexy like i love you like much i stuff.
0: always he wasn't used to all that love you're pouring into him
1: <laughs> he wasn't used to somebody i guess that was committed to him or was yeah. all about him yeah and I guess he thought that would be too good to be true. And he hurt me before he thought I would hurt him.
0: Self-sabotage. Yeah. He should deal with those issues as well. So. Okay, so we're, are we upset? Do do we, do? are we keeping this in or does your family know now? The second time, does sisters know? Does mom and dad know? Do they say, all right, Janet, let's leave? Or do you keep it, what are we doing?
1: So at this point, I don't talk about anything with my parents. I don't, I don't, ex- like, like, what Yo, I'm doing with word? you right now, i never gone in depth with my parents about anything or my sisters about anything that I have been through with him. If they ask what's wrong with me, I just said, oh, we're just having a couple issues, but it's nothing serious. Right. I was so, I, w- I wanted it to be where, like, if we ended up working out or if, you know, it ended up being something great, I didn't want them to hate him for something for mistakes that he made before.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. It's your business. It was YouTube versus the world. Right. YouTube versus the world. Okay. So this is, we're in 2014 now, fourteen, fifteen. What is the breaking point where you're like, I'm done? So
1: the breaking point would be when I say I'm done. So I only, I've only been home for two years now. I, I moved back two years ago home. So that would have been
0: 2018. 19. We're in
1: 20, 2018.
0: Why am I saying 19? This is your story. Don't worry about me. I don't know what <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah, I don't. Sometimes I do that when I hear something. So, this is your story. Sorry. Keep going.
1: August 1st will be the complete two years that I've been home. My breaking point was so. Now that I'm putting this out there, because I haven't yet, but um, he started hitting me.
0: Great.
1: So I remember the first time he hit me, and I, like, freaked. I was like, holy shit, like, this is just not, like, this didn't just happen to me. Like, and I'm in Texas. I have nobody, so it's like, what do I do? Right. He came back, and he was like, I'm sorry, that won't happen again, this and that. And I said, okay. I forgave him.
0: What, what, what happened to hit? What were y'all arguing about? Was it,
1: I, for me, I think, uh, when we argued at that point, it was still me being insecure about him doing something Okay. because I, I was still trying to deal with it and get over it. Even though it happened like months ago, he was just like, you need to start learning how to trust me. And it was like, it's really hard,
0: but that's not an insecurity constantly- that you had though. That was just, that was like a trust. Was- right.
1: Yeah. It was a trust issue. I was paranoid. I was just always worried that he was going to just mess up again. Right. So that became an issue. And the first hit was he shoved me and then hit me, smacked me in my face.
0: This is all in one time? The first time it just all? Yeah. And do you flash back to Jasmine's dad? Does that all go through your head?
1: Yes. And mind you, I have expressed to him what I went through with her dad. So I really didn't want to go through it again. And the fact that he knew that and did that to me really bothered me. Yeah. Um, we I get over that. We get back to a good spot. He I haven't got hit in a while. And then we get in another argument because of the whole like, cheating thing like I'm it's I think like at that point like the what the reason why I kept bringing it up is because I he wasn't making me feel like secure secure he wasn't reassuring me like if I was just like I'm I feel this way like I never said you did this you 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 I always said I felt I feel like because mm-hmm. our counselor always said like if we start off our sentences like that then you know that just shows that you're just trying to express a feeling you're having and not saying it's true, but it's just your feeling. So I would do that, and we would argue, and this is the first time he really hit me in front of Jasmine. I was running down the stairs, and I made it to the bottom of the stairs. He threw me on the couch and started it was almost like he was trying to give me a whooping. Black but whooping. it was like, he was just like hitting me in my back and my, like hitting me, like just smacking me over and over again. And I was just like, you know, and Jasmine at this point is like, please stop, please stop. You know, it made me sad because it was like, oh, I don't want the- she's
0: like six, right? She's like six seeing this. So she's like three, four,
1: five. She's around five.
0: Oh, man. Jesus Christ.
1: So she's like, please stop, please don't hit my mom. And um, you know, he stopped and it broke my heart because I never want Jasmine to think this is how life is supposed to be. Right. Like ever. I want her to always feel like the happiest she can be. I want her to find someone that's gonna be great. I didn't want her to say this is what it is, like this is how it is. No, it's not. Um, after that. We move into our house. I'm going to school again at night, you know, just to kind of like keep going or whatever. So I wanted something else under my belt. So I went to phlebotomy school. So this is 2000.
0: Break that down. Well, phlebotomy is phlebotomy.
1: Phlebotomy. So it's when you draw blood. You just draw blood. Oh,
0: they, Yeah. I thought it was like a dancing class, but yeah. <laughs>
1: No. So at this point, you know, phlebotomy, and I, um, I'm, draw- I'm going to school for it at night because I work in the daytime, you know, he has Jasmine, and he, you know, they come to see me at school at night, they bring me dinner and stuff, both of them, like, it's just like, okay, we're in a good spot, I'm getting away from him a little bit, you know, going to school, getting a little break, you know, keeping my mind off things, and they would come, you know, He would come and uh, bring me dinner with her. they come pick me up from school. Like, they would, like, you know, it was just, like, nice. And we were just getting back to a good spot. My mom comes to visit, and she ends up staying with me a couple. um, She visits me first with um, my dad so they can see Jasmine and stuff, you know, because it's still the only grandbaby.
0: Right.
1: And so... um, You know, I go to work and then I go to school and they're hanging out with Jasmine and, you know, it was nice. And then Jasmine at this point was spending summers with grandma and grandpa. So it was always just me and him. And so I feel like when Jasmine started going for summers is when things started getting worse because I found out he was doing more and like he was still cheating on me. And I was still staying like an idiot because I just, I, it's because I loved him so much, like, I did, like, it's just really hard, like, I guess, some people just say, you should have just left, but it's really harder, it's, like, easier said than done, and it's not that I was scared of him at that point, because at at first I wasn't scared of him, I just, I just, I loved him so much, like, I just, I just didn't want to, like, leave him like that, I felt like he, like, sometimes at some points I felt like he needed me but um I remember I went to work with I we got in an argument and I had to go to the doctor because um, I got punched in the cheek and so I had a fractured cheekbone at this point not much you can do for those except just ice them down and you know let it heal
0: well, so, his argument saying was about cheating and he just, he just hit you in the cheek.
1: Yeah. It was just, it was all our arguments always consisted of the same things, which is the cheating and the lying and the, you did this to me or like, you
0: know, do you take yourself to the hospital or does he take you to the hospital?
1: I take myself.
0: Do they ask those questions or do you, they, they, usually they ask. They
1: about- ask, Yeah. They ask you, well, how did this happen? And, you know, of course, they're like are you safe at home and this and that and I just like yeah I'm fine I just felt like you know it just really hurts like right and you know I'm pretty sure they knew I was lying <laughs> but I mean at this point I was just very like
0: in love so do you think do you think right do you think that since the pain gradually got worse, that your body was so used to what was happening, that even though it wasn't the extreme beatings, it was like, well, it's not this, you know? If someone goes to 100, then goes to 50, you think they're easing off, but at the same time, you're really still feeling pain. Do you think it was that, or you were just numb to what he was doing to you? The love was so strong that you knew the good outweighed the bad.
1: Yeah. Um, the second one, I was just numb. Um, his good did weigh, outweigh his bad because even though he was doing the bigger things, it was in smaller doses. It was in doses. So it was like he would mess up and he would do something. Then he would do all this good. And then he would do it again, and then it was like he'd do all this good, and it was just like I got I got used to it, I guess. Michael, right? Yeah, and um,
0: did you ever worry about Jasmine going to her grandparents in the summer and telling what she saw at the house?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Did she ever do that, or she always just kept her secret? She
1: um she she kept it. She.
0: That's a lot for a child, right? That's a lot for her to just. It is.
1: It is a lot, but I I never, I never asked her not to say anything at that point because, Mm -hmm. you know, like if she did, if my parents ever came to me and were like, she said this, I, I would say yes. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to lie after that, right? you know, but she would get ready to leave for the summer and she always looked at me and said, mom, I love you. And I'm not going to talk about our secrets from the house. And I'm always like, "Jesus Christ!" And it broke my heart. You know, it was really rough for me.
0: That's rough. rough, rough. Yeah, that's a tough one. Just imagine how strong you are and how strong your daughter is to know that that I'm going to hold my mom's. I'm going to hold our secret to protect my mom. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Mm -hmm. where does
0: she get that from? That's from you, right? That's from you because you you kind of like sheltered your parents from this to be like let me go through this alone and your mm-hmm. daughter kind of took it on for you to be like well, if my mom's not saying anything maybe I shouldn't say anything
1: yeah she um i will say she was very smart for her her age she's only been around adults at this point she's never been around kids a lot at all so she was very smart very very smart and um I would, you know, honestly, her doing that, like, for you, know, me, uh, it meant a lot to me, even though, like, she was just a kid, like, because what if she would have said something and my parents called him? Yeah. And then I'm stuck there with him. What, you know, m- maybe in her mind, like, would have been like, you know, if I tell my grandma and grandpa and they tell him she's so going to hurt my mom, Right. you know? so she was very smart i will say um but yeah i I feel like for a child it is a lot because you know for me like i feel like that would have been a lot for me as a child as well like you know you you never want to see your parents go through something like that man or female because you know it does happen to men as well but and it happens a lot but you know you you just don't.
0: have you ever like spoke about it recently? Do you think that she felt like it's me and my mom, so it has to be us? Cuz all she knows is just you.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I we really, you know, we haven't talked about it. The only thing she's ever said to me because I mean, now that I'm, you know, I've been home for almost 2 years now and I will say Even though me and him didn't mix, he still has a very great relationship with Jasmine. Yeah, I understand it. And a lot of people don't understand that, but it's because when you don't have a kid, you don't understand it. But like for Jasmine, that's her dad. That's all she's known her whole life. He's been constant. He does everything for her. He's always been great with her. Me and him just didn't mix. And you know... There are times when she's like, she misses all of us being together and stuff like that. And I tell her, you know, if things could have been different, it would be, but she goes, but I'm also happy that, you know, you're not there and you're not getting hurt anymore. So, you know, like she'll say little things like that now and then, but she doesn't talk about it. She'll just say little things. And then I look at her and she goes, okay, mom, I love you. And then she'll go away. Because she knows, like, I'm like, okay, like, wow. You know, I get emotional about it because, you know, even still to this day, she still tells me, like, I'm glad you're not getting hurt. Like, I'm glad you're, you know, you're home and you're happy. But uh, I will say, you know, like, those two talk every day. They have a bond I could never interfere with at all because, you know, I can't take that away from her.
0: Do you let her go visit him or you would have to be there?
1: So um, he comes and visits her here.
0: Okay. And,
1: like he never fails her, I will say, because when her dad failed her, like he would tell her, I'm going to come pick you up at some point. And she would wait for him with her backpack and he didn't show up. She would cry. Okay. And then I would tell him, And he would come by and he'd come scoop her up and he would take her. Like, he always stepped in, always, never failed her. If he said he was going to do something, he made sure it happened. Like, he made sure he was going to come see her for Christmas and he came and saw her this past Christmas. Like, he, to him, she's everything.
0: He's a better dad than husband. Yeah. He wanted to be a dad, not a husband
1: yeah and that i think that also has to do with the fact that he can't have kids
0: oh so when did you find that
1: we were trying to have one for the first i think it was the first couple years we were in and um. I was like, man, why isn't this happening? Like, is it me? So I went and got my tubes checked and they were like, your tubes are fine. So let's do like your husband's sperm count, this and that. And I was like, okay, well, he had a very, very low sperm count. And so they said that we can do like an, um, an IVF, which is a, um, um, in vitro or something like, it's like, it's not the like it's the eye something. It's when it's they not take when they strong do...
0: sperms and they try to use them to put them inside the eggs.
1: Yeah. So we did the other one, though. It's where they take all the sperm, they put the tube up as close to your um, tubes as they can, and they push all of them in there.
0: Oh, okay. So cool.
1: we – I forgot what it's called, though. But um we did that one, and – i started ovulating it started like they were getting like fluid and then like it ended up just saying that he just can't like he just has a very low sperm count like he can't have kids wow so i think
0: what year does he find that out
1: we are so 2013 so we find that out around
0: the second year in texas
1: 2014-ish like yeah like we were getting right like we were trying for the first like as soon as we got married then we were trying because I was just like okay I want Jasmine to have like a close sibling like you know and then 2014 we're just like okay let's go figure out what's going on like but yeah so it was um, Up
0: with his head psychologically that made him so angry that what you think that effed up his head psychologically knowing he couldn't make a child? Do you think that effed him up and encouraged the anger of just like that? Did he ever go to therapy alone or is always with you?
1: So we went to therapy always together. And then I had went to counseling by myself because I thought maybe if I went to counseling, things would change. Maybe I need to change something about me that he's not talking about. So I felt like if I went and talked about everything, like, you know, it was just like, it would work and it just didn't. And I think what also didn't help, I think the fact that his fan, like his mom didn't like me and it was really hard to do anything like with them. He always wanted to see them, but I was like, why would I go see, like, why would we go see them if they don't even like me? Right. They don't, you know, they don't want a relationship with my kid. Like, why would I do that? Like, I don't, I don't think that's fair, but so I really don't think, that made him upset I think it just had to do with a lot of like the arguing and the um the constant like bringing up everything and you know it was I know like I wasn't I'm not an easy person to deal with as well but you know when you go through a lot of stuff growing up and everything like
0: you got those walls geez. up you know
1: Yeah, you change as a person.
0: Um, I have a a question for you. It's a two-part question, but I don't want to ask it now. I want us to go. So you're back at home. You're back at home because when we recently spoke, you told me about, walk me through the first time you get the news that you had cancer inside there. Let's go there. What year is that? So I found
1: that out in 2016.
0: You're still in Texas when you found out. Right? I'm in Texas.
1: Yep. Okay,
0: Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: So I was actually at school, in my phlebotomy school, and I just like, you know, I, was at, I went to class, I went home, you know, and I, and at this point, I was like, I've never touched my boobs or anything, like kind of felt, but then my teacher had explained, like, we should start, like, as we get a certain age, we need to feel. So I felt, and I felt this lump, and I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And so then I called my mom. I said, Mom, I have this huge lump in my boob. Like, I don't even know what it is. And she was like, well, maybe you need to make an appointment. So then I didn't make the appointment. I went back to school in the morning, and I found my teacher. And since she's, you know, a doctor, I was like, can you please feel my boob and look at it? I found this lump, and it just feels so huge. And she was like, okay. She felt it and she was like, it's pretty massive. Cause it was, it was pretty big. I was really scared. And so I, she told me to make an appointment with my doctor. So I went, they sent me in for a mammogram. They took pictures and he measured it. And he it was anything, anything over like two centimeters and up is considered like a type of cancer. Mm -hmm. until they biopsy it. So I get the biopsy done, because at this point, mine is three and a half centimeters big.
0: Biopsy is when they just...
1: So they take a piece of it and they test it. Okay. So um, they tested it and it came back as, you know, it is. So at this point I'm crying and I'm like, great. Now I have to tell my mom. And I'm in Texas, and I'm dealing with this husband who I'm getting beat up by, and now I'm going through this. And now when I tell him, it's like, he's like, it's okay, we're going to get through this. And at this point, I'm thinking, like, this could probably change everything about our relationship. Like, he's either going to completely stop loving me because of all the changes that are about to happen, or this is gonna make him grow back to me. It was gonna be one or the other, there wasn't gonna be any in between with this. And at first, so when I started getting, I started going to my appointments and I had to... Say that again. So um, at this point, I'm going to my doctor's, getting my treatment plan ready, for, like, what I'm going to go through for the next, like, five weeks, (laughs) it seemed like. It felt like forever, because, you know, you have to go to this stuff, like, five days a week, and then, you know, and you go for so many weeks, and so, um, at first, it was rough, but he was so great with me, Uh and then after a little bit of galling then he started distancing himself and I asked him why but I think um his grandpa had just passed from cancer Mm -hmm. and so he was going through that as well and I what he told me is like that he just he doesn't want to lose me and it was you know it's scary like it's very scary and Telling my mom, my mom came to Texas right away. She actually stayed with me for the one, she almost stayed with me a whole year there.
0: Did you lose your hair and stuff?
1: Yeah, it was falling out. Um, My hair became so brittle and everything. Like I was chopping my hair left and right because it was falling out and I was crying because I was like, man, like I'm not gonna have no hair. (laughs) Wow. But, um,
0: what was the after that? Go ahead, um, go ahead, go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. Keep going.
1: Um, but once I got through my treatment rounds and everything and, you know, they go to check your levels and stuff like that over, you know, they're kind of like, see if you're okay. Then you go through like, um, what is it? A re- a rese- remission, remission, remission. 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 So you go through that and for them, they always like for the way that the doctors are in Texas, they want to make like before they completely like tell you that you're clear, like they want you to be through a year. And so like some people are like six months and then some are like a year before they clear you. Well, The first time I was all right, I made it to six months before I had to go back. And at this point, my mom is telling me to get a mastectomy. And at this point, I was just not ready for that type of surgery either. And she was just like, do you want to live or do you want to like, you know, like she was like, you have a kid. Like my mom was so scared. Like she was like, you have a kid to worry about. Like, you need to be here for her. Like, she was just so adamant about it. But I was like, Mom, I understand that. And I'm going to do the best I can, like, to do what I can. But, like, at the same time, like, I wasn't ready for that. That surgery is completely ugly. Like, if you've ever seen one. Huh? Two?
0: Oh, Oh, my God.
1: And so I finally, you know, like, I come back here, like, after all of that, like, at this point, with me and my, you know, me and Adrian, like, we're at a complete, like, like, numbness in our relationship, like, there's just, like, no emotion, there's, like, nothing, like, we're just kind of, like, there with each other, and I'm, I felt like, At this point, I was going through everything, like I did with Jasmine. I went through everything by myself with her, even though I had my parents. I felt like I was going through this all alone. Even though he was there, he wasn't wasn't there. And it was hard because my parents, you know, my mom goes back and I have nobody again. Like I'm by myself all over again. And so I ended up meeting this guy named Shannon and his girlfriend with his wife now, Bell. At this time, you know, they're just my coworkers. And if it wasn't for them, those two, like, I don't think I would've survived like the way that I did. Like they gave me so much support. They were like another family I didn't have. Like they gave me support and love. They were there for me every day. They checked on me, like, you know, And they're also the reason, like, they're part of the reason why I moved back home because they told me, you know, like, if you don't leave, like, something really bad's gonna happen to you. And we just can't see that.
0: Take me through the lowest point. Did you ever feel like when you had, when you were going through the cancer treatments that, did you ever feel like, were you wondering, like, what's it like with me on this earth? Were you ever wondering, like, what's gonna happen to Jasmine? Did that thought come through your mind?
1: It did. I I was just like, you know, if something happens to me, where does she go? Mm. And legally, she would go to her dad, someone who hasn't even been there in her life. He hasn't even, he has no idea what it's like to have her. He has no idea what she's like, nothing. And um, so I did think about that a lot. I thought about her so much. Like, you know, in my mind, I was like, I need to fight because if I don't, my baby will end up somewhere where she doesn't know. She's, you know, you don't know how he's gonna treat her. We don't know how the, you know, anybody else is gonna treat her. Yeah. Like, I I hit, I hit some very low points. Even some, there was some points that, you know, like I, I needed to create a will about where she would go. You know, yeah. obviously she would go to my parents. And there were some some times that I did think, like, um, I wanted to just die because of it. Like, I just, I felt so alone. And that feeling is so hard on someone, you know? So I just felt like, you know, if I left, like, I wouldn't have to deal with any of the pain. I wouldn't have to deal with any of this, the stress, the wondering if, like, what ifs, or anything like that. Um, you know, so it was really hard, but, you know, I want to say, like I said before, like when I had Jasmine, she changed my whole life, you know, Uh and she is like the reason why I always kept fighting, like she was my one reason in life of why I kept like going with everything, like, I just, I wanted her to see that, you know, like, even though, like, I went through all this stuff from, like, beginning to end, like, that, you know, I still came out okay, that I still am strong, and, like, you know, I want her to see that, like, I want her to, you know, know what life is really supposed to be. And anything that I went through, everything that happened before is not what it is. So
0: we can see, I some- we can still see the emotion that you have right now. You know what I mean? So you get, get some tissue. That's, it's such a, such an experience, you know, and knowing, I think a lot of people don't know how strong you are. I feel like you're a type of person who, you're like a turtle a little bit. You have this hard exterior, but people don't know the stuff inside of you. Yeah. And you could see it in your smile. You could see that people dance away pain. Other people, some people are dancers. I realize like dancers have like the most stories that you never know because they're using another art form to diverge and like not talk about me or you care for somebody else. And my question to you is, since you're the rock around all of your family and friends, who's your rock? Yeah. Who do you go to? Who's the one that gives Janet a break? Who's, who's that person <laughs> in your life? That's a lot. That's a lot to deal with, you know, and that's a lot feeling alone. You know, it's like I said all the time, check on your strong friends. Like, you can't be strong for everybody. <laughs> who's that? And I know your daughter. You know daughter's strong, but that's a lot. to. Have you found that person yet? Have you found that system for you to fall on and not... And when I say that, I'm saying you're not feeling weak, but you just need someone to pour into you. Who pours into you?
1: Um, so my person who has been my person will always be my person is Cassandra.
0: We're going to get to her. We're going to <laughs> gonna get to her later. We're going to get to her later. We're. This is, yeah, We this might be three parts. F it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. This is your life story. I'm going to ask you one question before we go to where we met, right? I'm going to ask you one question. We're going to talk about when we met. We're going to talk about, are you code experience? And then we're going to talk about the Hilltop questions. That's what we ask at the end. This is a question that I propose, right? Because I feel like this is your story, right? This is your story. And the way you have these characters in your story is the way it's your story. But if someone were to hand your ex-boyfriends, both of your exes, a book, and they had to write you guys' relationship. Would your story be the same and how would they perceive you? What would your ex say the downfall of the relationship was and what would your other, what would Jasmine's father say about you?
1: Honestly, I don't know what they would say because if they were to write, if they were to write a book with, a, the story that I gave there I know both of them I know Jasmine's dad would try to make me seem like I was evil in some type of way Right. Um, with Adrian like if he I would I feel like he would write a similar story mm-hmm. because I mean there are some things he doesn't like to talk about, but I feel like he would give a similar story. I think the only thing is that he would probably say, you know, that I was hard to deal with. And I mean, and that's fine because I know I am and it is true. But I I do think that he would he would be the one to give a similar story. He would be the one to say that he hurt me and that he did this to me. Like he would.
0: Right. They agree with your story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So listen, I'll be right back again.
1: Okay, me too. I have to go to the bathroom.
0: Go ahead. Let's take a let's take a let's take a five minute bathroom break and come back. Okay. I think the reason why I asked that question is because I asked that question the same thing. If your ex was writing a story about you, what would you say? And I went through this thing in like 2012, where I started going back into the past and like finding everyone that I encounter and just. Get in the story, get in the story about everything else, which brings me to where me and Janet met. Me and Bernardina met in 2004. No, we didn't, we met in 2001. That's when the towers crashed. We met in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, I'm gonna tell you how I met you and you probably don't remember this. I met you because you and your best friend, Cassandra, were about to fight um, this girl named Jennifer. And you guys, I was like, these Hispanic chicks are really wild. They're like telling us about these fights. We're about to run up in there and everything else. And me and Garrett were just laughing. I was like, who are these people? And then I was new and you were new at the same time. And that was the first time I met you guys. I think they were trying to fight you or someone's trying to fight that. And then we like dispersed because I remember you were just old. And I was like, how is this chick so my age? but I, gradu- I I was. I skipped a grade, so I was always the young person in my group, and you were always the old person around. Do you yeah. remember what I'm talking about? Do you remember those?
1: Do I remember about the Jennifer thing?
0: Yes. Do you remember that? Weren't you guys about to fight over something? And I was like, well, I think I just almost saw a fight
1: remember
0: somebody was trying to fight you guys and that's when i first met i was like who are these girls trying to fight i
1: don't know
0: and then i think it was i don't that was the first time i like, <coughs> had like a real conversation because we're in like miss i forgot K- chelsea's mom's class she oh, taught yeah. like a history class and that's when biology You guys were describing the story about a fight and i was like these chicks just keep talking about fighting the whole time i saw them somewhere and they're still talking about a fight and then i think that was the first time i met you and i never i'm trying to remember like when we crossed paths again
1: Mm, i think i was cheerleading you were on football
0: when we if you didn't know, me and Janet dated when we were, like, 14 or 15. That was, oh I, um, I, I, the reason why I say this, because I saw a therapist, I saw a therapist at, um, in 2012, I think it's in 2012, when I hit you up and was like, hey, if you and your daughter want to come to Disney World, you got tickets if you ever want them. Do you remember that?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I was like, yeah, I work. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what? I was like, I'm serious, man. That was like, my way of apologizing. I was just like, man, maybe I should just give out Disney tickets to people who probably don't see me in the best light. And I remember that it was just like it was just like just it was like I remember just everyone being so freaking wild. Like when I say Yokota was a wild place, it was a wild freaking place. And I didn't like the fact that I was whipped. I didn't like the fact that I was doing some wild stuff. I remember one time we broke into your house. Do you remember that? When we broke, we, we broke into your house. We broke into your, we broke into your house. We broke into your house. But before that, like I was I was wild, but I wasn't so wild. You know, most of all the trouble I was getting into, I was getting into trouble just that nobody knew about. It. I remember I tried to sell a, a, a calendar. Do you remember that? I tried to sell a calendar. Of uh, me and all my friends, and I was the first dude that posed naked inside of it. And then, I guess <laughs> I got. remember, I remember you coming up to me and asking me like, "What is your problem?" And I was like, "I just want money." What do you mean? And you're like, you're like, your pictures are going all around. And I was like, "Yeah, I know. That's the whole point of making the calendar. I feel like we should all make the calendar." You remember? That?
1: <laughs> you are a hot mess.
0: I was just, I was just, uh, I was, I was always, I felt like the people who met me in Japan, like I was always just wanted, I wanted everyone to be happy. That was the first time in my life that I felt people who understood who we were, you know, I was coming from the South. I was coming from North Carolina. I was always fighting all the time. So I was very aggressive. And I remember it was just like, everything was like brand new to me. That was the first time I like, I was talking to Garrett about this because Garrett goes, um, me and Garrett were talking, because me and Garrett talk almost every once a week. And he goes, do you think it's normal? Because when Shamar was living, this is how I got to the point, when Shamar was living in 2012, the Brajas brothers died, right? They died. And Shamar calls me about it, and he goes, that's effed up what happened. And I was like, yeah, it's effed up what happened, man. And he was sad. And he goes- So
1: both of them died? I thought it was just one.
0: No, there was two little ones. There was Justin and a little one that died. Joshua. Justin Jason. Died. No, Jason's alive.
1: Okay, so Justin
0: and Josh. There was was Jason and Justin, and the little one was Joshua. Yeah,
1: Justin, Josh, and Jason. I remember. Jason's still
0: alive, right? So so they they both die. They both die. And Shamar calls Mm -hmm. me, and he goes, that's what I'm saying, man. He goes, there's no reason why we should not reach out to people. And I told him, I was like, If I get emotional, I freaking that's not my effing guy. And I was telling him it's like, because like throughout the Mm -hmm. time when we like doing, we would always check in. I was like, sometimes I was like, you got to leave these people in the past, Jamar. And he goes, there's no reason why we should leave people in the past because they're a part of our life. And he kept saying that to me. And I was just like, I don't, I was like, nah, man, I was just, I was just let it alone. And then we, we were talking about it because as Justin died, Ashley kept posting all these pictures of her and I was post of them, too. And I was just like, how the freak is she posting pictures if they're not even dated anymore and everything else? And Shamar got so mad at him. He goes, how the freak can you tell her how to grieve and you don't know what they went through? And I was like, "I was in high school. He goes, dude, everything we felt in high school was real. This wasn't imaginary world. He goes, whoever you are, that's still a part of you. And I was like, we're just so mad at each other. And then I was telling Garrett, and Garrett was like, dude, it wasn't normal the way we grew up. It was not normal at all. It wasn't normal why people have relationship issues when teenagers are having adult relationships. Never in the world should two teenagers' families meet and you see the same girl every day for three years. That is crazy. And he goes, these people are a part of our lives. So I was telling G-double, and then when I talked to Garrett, he goes, Yeah, man, I remember you were just, you were the wild one. He goes, yeah, we would double date. And it was just like, you were the one that was effing up. You were the one. (laughs) He he said, you were the one. You were the one that like, we didn't know where Jarrett was. We couldn't find him. (laughs) He said, we couldn't find him. And I just remember, I was like, man, if someone had to write my story, how bad would it be? So that was, I was just angry. I think I was angry at myself. In Japan, I was angry at myself. That I, um, I think I was talking to my lady about this when she goes, if I dated you as a teenager, will we last? And I was like, not at all. And she was like, why? And I was like, this dog was on leash. I said, I was unloosed. I was just, I was just, the dog was off. And she asked me what point, and I was talking to this therapist when I was in Orlando, I was talking to a therapist. And she goes, when did you feel that nobody could hurt you? No one could do everything else. And I was like, the first time I slept with somebody, after that, I felt like, F it. I'm no longer a Christian. I felt like I wasn't a Christian. I felt like that. And I was like, well, what do I have to freaking lose? And the, the therapist goes, you can't blame anybody for you being like this. And I was like, this whole time I had to come to the epiphany. I was like, oh, freak. This is who I was. I just needed an excuse to be this wild person. I was like, dang. I was like, dang. I think I hit you in 2012 when I got apologized. You remember that? I was like, apologized and offered Disney tickets.
1: You <laughs> did. I was like, <laughs> first I was thinking, I was like, I was like, what the hell does Jared want right now? I try to get And my- then when you, <laughs> you were apologizing and you are talking about tickets, I was just like, I was like this guy I wanted to really just be like you hurt my feelings you broke my heart
0: <laughs> I really felt you were the
1: you were
0: we can unpack that it's unpacked most of these stories have been on my podcast already I've already expressed these stories I
1: know
0: so this is, this is where I felt, right? This is how I felt in the beginning, right? This was the effort we're pouring it all out. Mm-hmm. I felt like in the beginning when we first started dating, I forgot what this kid's name was. But you and this kid messed around. I forgot this kid's name. And I remember, I was like, I got to go fight this guy. I got to go beat him up. I got to go find him. And I got to beat him up. I forgot what his name is. But he made, I didn't remember until he made a status. And he goes, I remember the time Candace's brother was looking for me. And I had to stand up like a man and he didn't fight me. He just dabbed me up and goes, I see you, big dog. I forgot what the kid's name was, Elliot Ollie. I don't know what the freaking kid's name. you know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, um Yes, I remember.
0: Whatever his name was, right? That's how we started off on that thing. We started off on that foot. And I was, that was so of you. How was that because of me? Because you were being crazy. I wasn't crazy then. That was the thing. When I first started, I was very quiet. I wasn't crazy yet. I was just really just the chill one. We would just always lift weights, party, go wherever. And I think I was gone. When I was gone at like, I don't forget, we were gone to Atsugi, That's when I came back and then I heard the news. And then I was like, I got to fight this guy. And Joe was like, yeah, you got to fight him. I was like, I got to. I think I got to fight him. I got to, I got to let him know he can't do this. So I I walk up to his house. I walk up to his house. I walk up to his house. It's And I was like, I just got to beat him up in front of his friends. I think he knows it's happening. And he walked up to me. And then I was like, I say, man, it's all good, man. I say, I applaud you. I applaud you for doing what you did. And then we like chopped it up. Then after that, I felt like I never want to be in that predicament where I'm either embarrassed or accepting the fact that maybe I'm not being the person I was supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. I was like holding it over your head to be all like, man, it'll, it'll, nothing, I'll never forget this instead of just like moving on and like getting over it. Then when I got older in life, I was just like, I didn't connect to nobody. My lady goes, What was the hardest part about dating before you met me? I was like, Pretending like I care because I didn't care about anybody. I didn't care about (laughs) nobody at all. She goes, Anybody? I was like, I didn't. I was just dog in dog world. (laughs) She's like, Really? I was like, Yeah, F that. Yeah. I was like, You wouldn't like me if I was. Was like, even when she, she was. First, when she first met me, I told her a different name. I didn't even give her my real name. I had no intentions. Of, oh
1: my gosh!
0: I had no intentions of of anything. So when we first started dating, I told her my name was Sasha. I didn't even give her my first name. So like I felt like whenever that kid happened, and then I remember just being just so I I was I was upset the fact that I lost control of myself. Garrett was like, listen, how crazy. We used to have these meetings, where we always sit up. And Garrett goes, Jared, you don't think you're whipped? I was like, no. He goes, you are in a freshman homeroom class, and you're not a freshman. I was like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. He goes, you want to be around this chick so much, you convinced Coach Kitts to be in the homeroom. And you're not even in the homeroom. I was like, oh, freak. I'm going to coach Coach Kitts. I was like, I want to be closer to you so we can wrestle, so I need to be in this class. And he goes, no, you don't. Something's in here. Something, Something's in here.
1: I remember we had homeroom together,
0: and people we had kids. biology
1: together too.
0: Jared, like Jared, how did you switch your classes to be in this girl's class? And I was like, man, this is not right, man. They're like, you're freaking wild, man. That was like the first time that I was just like, oh wow, this is what we're supposed to do. This is like One Tree Hill for real. It was like, oh, this is like real couples. And I had to learn, like when I talked to this therapists, like you had to learn to. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to have things be perfect. And when things were perfect, I was like, nah, it shouldn't be this perfect. F that. Nah, it should never be this perfect. I remember that the first time I ever uh, tried to be assassinated was by your family. I remember that one. Oh,
1: my God. You know what's so funny? Me and Carmen were talking about this this morning. She goes, do you remember when um, Jared almost died at our house? And I said, yeah. She goes, he almost ate that fish.
0: I did eat it. What do you mean almost ate it? I stabbed myself with an EpiPen. I freaking
1: no, you did not.
0: Yes, I did. When I left, I stabbed myself with Abby Pen and DJ took me home. Oh my god. I was just like I was I... I
1: remember when you took that bite too. You took a bite and you oh. were like, like what? You're like, is this fish? And I was like, Yeah, it's it's tuna salad.
0: And you're like, oh, I'm allergic to fish. Oh my god. Oh my God! Oh, are you okay? Oh my God! I was like these freaking people. They she probably told them that I was being mean or something like that. And I was like, they did what? Because I remember your dad. He was, he was very aggressive with me, like very aggressive with me. I think I was like the first boyfriend they ever knew. So like all this time, I felt like I was like, why am I getting the grunt of everything, and I haven't even done anything yet. I remember I knocked on the door before I knocked, he opens the door and goes, What do you want? And yeah. I, I was like, I think I got the wrong house, man. This is the wrong house. Sorry. I think I got the wrong home. He goes, No, I'm just joking. And I was like, what the freak is up with these? What is going on? Like, you gotta think I was young. I was only 14 years old. Like, people would forget, like, I, I know. I was just young. And I was like, man, these I was like, it's a lot of people for one person. It's like all these sisters are all over the place and everyone else. And I was like, at the time, I was at the time, I was still like, still on the nice path. Like, you met my mother, everything else. And I was telling Gary, I was like, this is not normal, man. Freaking, I remember, uh, I remember, so I remember Junie was describing where he worked. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And he goes, where does your dad work? I said, I think he works in that same building. He goes, where? I know everybody in the building. Where do you think he works? I said, I think he works in the Comm Squadron. He goes, Yeah, I work in the Comm Squadron. What does he do? What what rank? Is he like an airman? And I was like, Oh, he's a deputy commander. And then he dropped his fork. He dropped his fork. He goes, Oh, I work with yeah. your dad. He said, oh, I work he was, for your dad. He was, I was, he was like, like yeah. Oh my god,
1: that's the commander's son. I
0: was like, Ugh. He said, This is the commander's son. Then he started apologizing for that how he opened the door. I was like, It's all right, man. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's it's cool. Uh, no he worries. was like, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, He's like, of all people you could pick. That's what he would tell me. People were like, like, what? He's I, so nice.
0: I was. That's the thing. Every, every person, like, when I ask this question to people that I relate to in life, the only thing they say is like, Jerry, you're very nice. You're very nice and you're very playful and stuff like that. But when you check out, you completely check out and you're like completely done. And that's what I felt like. I was like, man, who breaks into somebody's house? I remember I broke in. First, I remember I told RJ to break in for me. I was like, we're all staying at Shamar's house. And as I'm about to break in, I run into DJ. I said, hey, where are you going? He goes, I'm breaking in over here. I said, you're going over there? I was just about to go in here. And he goes, I said, the door is locked. He goes, trust me, she'll open the door for you. I said, I don't don't know how to break in. And RJ goes, "Don't worry, I'll break in." And he opens the door and walks all the way upstairs. He goes, "Somebody's sleeping on the couch." He goes, "Oh, there's a dude." And your dad wakes up. Your dad wakes up. Oh my god! He comes out the house, and I'm dressed up in a military flight suit, and I lay on the grass like this. And he walks. I remember. Over me. <laughs> I looked.
1: I was looking out the window,
0: and I was like, "I was like," he walks over me. And then goes back inside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I remember this so much. I know because I was looking out the window and I was wondering why my dad went outside. And then you told me, like, you're like, you're like, I went to your house, but then your dad came outside and I laid flat on the grass. So I was like, why? I would have ran.
0: No, it's because RJ, RJ ran that way. And I knew he would see RJ. RJ's big, you know what I mean? So I laid down. Yeah,
1: he, he wasn't little.
0: We were always hanging out. We we're always, So we always would go to everybody's house to do it. And we're on MSN. And you're like, just come okay. over. I was like, F it, F this, F it, I'm going. And RJ goes, I'll go with you. I was like, F it. And as we go there, we run into DJ. DJ's going to someone's house. And then I was like, freak, how do I just, how do I just break in? And I felt like you... This was like your rebel stage, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because everyone started drinking that year. Everyone started getting effed up. Shamar was getting effed up. I didn't like to drink at all, but it was just like, then you started skipping class. And I was like, man, what the, I was like, what the freak is going on here? Everybody was wilding out. And then I remember you go, hey, you just come over to watch a movie. And I was like, okay, sure. And I was like, you know, it's like 11 o'clock, man. I don't know if my parents are letting me go. You just, just freaking leave. I was like, F it, I'll leave, I don't care, F it. So I leave and catch the bus. Then when I get to your house, nobody's there. And then your mom comes downstairs and she's like, oh my God, what What are you, what are you here? Why, why are you here? <laughs> Junie's not a here, why are you here? Janet, this is not okay, this is not okay. <laughs> I remember there was a Christmas tree over there and I was like, yeah. oh man, freak. I was like, "I." I thought I was supposed to come. I thought it was cool. And then you like sent her upstairs. And that was the first time I've ever seen someone send their parent upstairs. Like, we're just gonna watch a movie, that's all. And then she just walks upstairs.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was like so, I don't know. She was such a nervous wreck with him. But now she's like, she's so much different. She, she, she be talking so much crap to him now. And he just shuts up now, just sits down on the couch. And she goes, yeah, you just shut up.
0: I think that's, I think that that moment, that moment when I I say that I lost my innocence, I just said, once I knew that I was leaving, I said, F everything. F everything else. And when I hit you up in 2012, I was like, I just want to apologize. And you said, where do you want to start? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't know what I did wrong. To be honest with you, I said like, I can only I can only trace back what I thought I did wrong. And then I was like, if you want these Disney tickets, you can have them. And then you're like, I don't got time to talk about what you did wrong. We could talk about this for days. And I was like, all right, cool.
1: Yeah, I didn't like. I got over it.
0: People get over it. I think that it was. I think I remember when. I remember when I was, when we got orders to go to the Netherlands, I was like, F everybody, I'm done. I'm done. And I remember Garrett, we do these little couple nights, and Garrett was like, so what you're doing is you're messing it up for me when you're not nice. Yeah. That was because
1: all
0: all Michelle's talking about is you, you don't show up to the movie theater. We don't know where you are. And honestly, to help me out, if you just get on board. And I was like, man, I'm leaving, man. I'm leaving. There's nothing. I was like, nothing will be the same. Nobody stays together. F everything. And yeah. he goes, and he goes, just break up with her. I said, I've tried. It doesn't work. She I said, she I said, she, she she's not accepting the bait. I was like, she I was like, I've made up stories. She won't believe them. I said she won't believe them. I said, as I made up the stories, I ended up exposing my friend Shamar. Shamar ended up falling for the bait that I, I put out for everything else. And I remember that day, never seen him cry like that in my life, ever in my life, ever when he was just like, dang, man, I'm sorry, man, I can't believe you're out here like in Zama. And anyone that had common sense like, I'm not going anywhere, where the freak can I go? And I was like, yeah, it's crazy, man, because when I was supposed to go to the movies, turns out you were trying to go to Zama. And he goes... (laughs) It was, just wild. It was just, just wild times. And then I felt like when I asked that question, I was talking to the therapist. She goes, how would somebody remember you, Jared? I was like, they can talk about the good times, but they can talk about, I was like, me, I'm not aware of the bad times because I don't think they were bad. For me, I thought I had fun.
1: Yeah.
0: I do remember there was a time when you like cut your wrist, you're cutting, you cut yourself. And I remember you showed me and you're like, I did this because of you. And I was like, well, my name's not in your arm. How did you do this because of me?
1: Wow, yeah, you, oh my God,
0: you're a hot man. And I was like, so I was going through all these letters. I was like, I'm going to keep these letters, like give to my kids and stuff like that. And I was like, I remember I write, I wrote a lot of letters and I wrote all these journals to myself and I read them at 16. I was like reading what I was going through. I was like, wow, I wasn't, I was like, I felt like I failed God. And after that, I was just punishing people around me. I was like, there's no point of me. There's no point of me being this or being that. And I was like, effing. So I went on like 2012 no. after like people died and stuff. And Shamar's like, you gotta apologize to people, man, and move on. There's no reason why we all can't be friends. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna give some Disney tickets out. That'll solve everything. I think everybody would love to go to Disney World. What baby doesn't want to go to Disney World?
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Do you remember that, right? Do you remember that? Do you remember, remember. that? It was very just.
1: Yes, I remember.
0: So yeah, that's me man. I've been I've been I, I I call people all the time. I call people all the time and I was wondering I was just like when uh when Shamar passed away, it was like at the end where we were just talking about just life and he was like very struggling and stuff like that. And would always ask me. He's just like don't leave this earth without this earth. without either making it right with anybody you felt like you should have made it right with. And like here Garrett had a fault. They like had a falling out and then at the end he did it then I asked myself I was like all right who do I need to who should I make it right I was it like, because there's no reason why people can't be friends there's a friendship it was fun I said like, "Every Garrett I was like Garrett what do you remember about these? I just remember you guys were like just fun y'all the funny people everybody had you're laughing when I was laughing she's laughing you just thought you guys were always the funnest ones it's like whatever craziness happened she was down for it. y'all were just wild I was like F I didn't even know that G double he goes yeah y'all were just funny so then, like, when I hear these stories that you told me about, like, you going through all this stuff, I was like, man, that's never how I imagined you turning out. Because you were, like, such a strong person. Like, I remember you just like, no, this is not happening. No, I'm not doing this. And I was like, what? So when I hear stories of you just <laughs> accepting, like, all this pain, it it baffles me that you accepted that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I never would have wrote. If I had to write this story, I never would have. I when I wrote it, I was just like, man, she be, I was like, she belongs to your code. And I think that's what I wrote at the end of that letter. I was like, you belong to your.
1: Co- <laughs> oh my god. I
0: was like, you belong to your code, and I was like, don't worry about me. Just belong to it. But I never thought in a million years you would go through this. Yeah. So when you tell me like all this pain that you went through and everything else, I was like, man, I wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> I was actually pretty nice. I was actually nice. I was just a person who just loved to have too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. What does what does Cassandra mean to you? Because you met Cassandra and Yokota. What does that mean to you? What does Cassandra mean to you? You guys oh met Yokota, right? What does she mean to you? Because you guys are like the ones that I've always saw together. And just like be random. Like if I'm outside, she would be outside. And I was like, do these chicks live right across the street from each other? Yes. You guys meet when? You guys meet 7th grade, 8th grade? When do y'all meet? 7th grade. And immediately you guys hit it off.
1: No, we didn't like each other at first, actually. Hated her.
0: Two Spanish people not liking each other?
1: Yeah, so we definitely didn't like each other. And then I remember she, I was in my room, and she was calling my name. She was outside with, like, Charlotte, Shanoa. And um, they're like, hey, you wanna come outside and hang out? And I was like, oh shit, like these girls wanna beat me up. But then I was like, okay. And I went out there, you know, and it was fine. And then after that day, like we all got along. Like we were like, it was always us together. And then it eventually just became me and Cassandra, always. It was always us, always together, doing everything.
0: Yeah, you all are then, freaking, uh Siamese twins.
1: Yeah, or inseparable.
0: That's amazing that you guys have stayed friends for this long, over 20 years.
1: Yeah, and she actually just moved away from me here. So she was here. She just moved to California. So I was really sad that she left me.
0: But... What I find ironic about your story, we're coming to the end. I know your story is yet to be written, is that for being somebody from New York, now you have this thick country girl accent. Have you noticed that, right? You have this thick Southern accent. Me? Yeah, you, you sound like Southern people. You don't sound at all like you're from New York. You sound, he's just like, that's a Southern twang that you've picked up.
1: Oh, and I never noticed.
0: Like, that's how Southern people talk. Oh. <laughs> you have like this small town girl twang that you've been. Do you think if you grew up in a big city you'd be completely different? Do you think if you would have went to somewhere like Tampa, Florida, or some other else, instead of going to these small towns, your story would be different?
1: I don't know. It, I mean, it could possibly be different just because I probably would have never met, you know, Jasmine's dad or Adrian, you know.
0: Right.
1: You know, I... I feel like, you know, yeah, I think that would be the only thing that would be different is that I didn't meet these people and things would have had a different outcome. I could have possibly not had a kid. I could have possibly just, you know, um, met someone really good in the beginning and not have the issues that I have. Um, I mean, a lot of things could have been probably different.
0: Do you actively date now? Do you try to date? Are you on Tinder or Bumble or Hinged?
1: On what? Tinder.
0: That's what all oh, the yeah, Who,
1: not, who, who, the, who does online dating? I I don't.
0: I know everybody. All the comics talk about it. They say it's easy. Most of the comics I know are on Tinder, Bumble, uh, F and a uh, Hinge. I know so many people that do, especially in this big city. I know everybody that's up there.
1: But no, no, I don't.
0: All right, these are the this is the point of the podcast, lady. This is probably. Uh, one of the longest, not the longest, one of my other friends went way longer than you. All right. These are called the Hilltop questions, right? So I want you to answer these questions. They could be as short as you want. They could be as long as you want. However you do. It. Question number one, do you believe in God? Yes. Who's your favorite person in the Bible? Who? Your favorite person. Like who's a, Okay. All right. Uh No problem. Maybe this next question won't offend you, uh, won't relate to you. What's your favorite verse in the Bible? Let's skip that one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) When's the last time you had a nightmare?
1: Uh, Two days ago.
0: What was that about?
1: Um, That I was being held down and suffocated.
0: What's your biggest fear? Being alone. Alone, like physically alone or just alone with not having a, anybody?
1: Alone, not having anybody.
0: Do you feel alone now?
1: Mm, in some ways, yes, but in some ways, no. Like I don't feel alone, you know, cause I have family and stuff, but other than that, I do.
0: When's the last time you had a panic attack? Oh,
1: maybe a couple months ago.
0: What was that about? What were you panicking about?
1: Um, Well, I got paranoid because, you know, Jasmine's dad said that he was going to come see Jasmine and it freaked me out.
0: Mm. Do you believe in soulmates? Yes. Is your quite is your answers.
1: Yeah,
0: your yeah. Answers, yeah. What do you think happens when you die?
1: You just leave.
0: All right. These next ones are a series of questions. So this is how it is. If you heard the podcast, I'm going to ask you, who are you, right? And your goal is to respond back. The goal is to go beyond yourself and talk about who you are. Have you heard this one before? <laughs> I'll I'll show you the demo. So every time I point to you, just say, who are you? And I'm going to respond back. Ready?
1: Bernadina Gomez?
0: No, 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 no. You're going to say, I'm going to say, who are you? And then you're just going to keep repeating, right? Okay. Right? So as the goal is to go beyond yourself. We'll do a practice round. Just ask me, who are you? Who are you? Jarrett Waters. Ask again. Who are you? Two-time wrestling champ. Who are you? And you go like that. The goal is to go beyond yourself and to go beyond of Bernardino. Got it?
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. All
0: right. Ready. Who are you? Bernadina Gomez. Who are, who are you?
1: <laughs> I'm a nurse. Who are you? A mother. Who are you? A survivor. Who are you? Oh, lover.
0: <laughs> who are you? I
1: don't
0: know. It's good. You know, in 10 years when we redo this again, it'll be completely different.
1: Okay. If somebody,
0: was, if somebody was writing your book and they asked you who is Bernadina Janet Gomez, what would you tell them?
1: She is a mother of a daughter who has survived and been through a lot of battles and has overcome a lot of bumps in the road.
0: This is my last question. What will be the advice now that you give to your daughter? If your daughter had your life story, what would you advise your daughter to do? I
1: would advise her to, you know, never settle always strive for something more than what is just put in front of her and never let anybody, you know, treat her in the way that she shouldn't be treated.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bernardina Janet Serrano Gomez. My name is Jared Waters. (laughs) And I truly want to say this. I really want to thank you for being open and being honest. I really feel like as people, we learn from each other's stories. And for you yeah. to be open like that, for you to express yourself and talk about the hurt, talk about the pain, talk about how you formed and how you became this person, I really feel like I tell you all the time you should write your book. <laughs> no one has this I know. story. You know what I mean? No one has a story. And I really think a lot of women out there probably going going what it feels like to date with a child, or some women who might be in an abusive relationship, some women who might be feeling cancer might listen to this and be like, Wow, if she made it, I can make it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I want to say thank you. Um, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for all the marriage advice. Thank you that you do. And I'm really glad that we crossed paths in the Far East.
1: You're welcome. And thank you.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the podcast. All right, folks, that was part two of An Essential Survivor with our dear friend, Janice Serrano. And like I said, like, I, you can write the story. And it's amazing how strong she is and how she's persevered through this life. She's a wonderful mom. She's a wonderful nurse. And you couldn't write this story. A lot of people probably don't even know how strong she is, all the, the things that she goes through throughout life and still dances and still smiles and still brings joy to people's lives. So we'd like to thank her for being so open and so honest on this podcast. And uh, part three, part three will be dropping this Tuesday. And uh, that was part two. And part three will be dropping this Tuesday. Uh, so stay tuned, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the next episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Say what up to the people. Now, this is when I see black excellence. It's Keenan Thompson, and I see this giant butt. I'm like, oh, who is that? Turns out it's Questlove. It's Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock eddie murphy and they're all sitting at the table and i walk up to eddie murphy and i was like hey mr murphy i just want to say you're the goat, man and you're the coldest that ever walked the face of the earth you gotta break that thing over she wants it private but y'all not even together right
1: now. so we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months
0: and then i said and i said uh-uh i am be the next jamar neighbors yeah. and she was up like i know that's right <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.